From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Good morning, Piet. How are you, my friend? Jordan, good, man. This has been a crazy month for shows. I mean, April <laughs> is just stuffed with stuff. I mean, I, I saw um, <laughs> there was Bill Murray uh, Tuesday and then uh, Adam Sandler uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, and again tonight. And then uh, the big one, I think, for the week is Jack White. Yeah. So that show happening at the Eagles Ballroom on Friday. And this is an interesting show for many reasons, an interesting time in the life of Mr. White. And I thought we could kind of delve into many things uh, surrounding this today. Yeah. I mean, I think in a moment we'll talk about what we, we've seen in his shows and what we hope for his show here in Milwaukee. But let's just start off with this new record. It's it's a very ambitious new project for Jack White. Yeah. And that's what I think will make this show very interesting to mm-hmm. see. Uh, the new album's called Boarding House Reach. Uh, the, the the narrative around it and it's legit narrative is that this is the strangest album of his career, yes. which is saying something because he's done some pretty strange things in the past. But he this has. is this is quite strange. You get uh, kind of a uh, a rapping Jack White yep. on uh, Ice Stace and Zebra. You get kind of like Latin seventies funk Jack White. Yep. You get kind of preacher Jack White, <laughs> gospel Jack White. Uh, you get it's just it's really kind of all over the place. I mean, we're seeing I think from um, indie rock artists of Jack White's age and stature. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are kind of going through, I don't want to say a midlife crisis, that might seem a little too mean, but there's definitely been kind of an evolution we're seeing from yes. artists from that world. Uh, you know, whether it's, it's Spoon getting a little dancier on the last album, Arcade Fire definitely did that. Yeah. Uh, and you're seeing mixed results on that. This is Jack White basically saying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be different, I'm not trying to be categorized or known as one certain thing. I mean, he basically literally says that on, uh, wraps it essentially on Ice Station <laughs> right. Zebra. So I think it'll be really interesting because this music is so all over the place and so yeah. different. I'm really curious. I'm guessing there'll be a lot of songs from this new album in the show. I'm really curious to see how it kind of flows and how it's played live and uh, it, it'll be a different Jack White show than maybe what you've come to expect in years past. And to me, one of the most interesting things about this is he's got, without a doubt, one of the most successful record labels independent record labels in the country and he did not put this out on third man records yeah yeah that's also that's also really interesting very interesting move yeah yeah it really is and i don't you know i can't uh i can't begin to kind of guess what's going on with that but uh certainly interesting it's he's an interesting guy in general he has been for a long time this is an interesting moment in his life where you could really go well is this a midlife crisis is this just him trying to kind of prove himself branch out i think he could be commended i think it's still a strong album Maybe not his classic best work, but still strong and definitely adventurous. And I do appreciate that from Jack White, that he's not necessarily kind of going through the motions and recycling what he's been doing and really trying to do something different. I think the show will have a lot of that different side of him, but I'm sure there'll be a good amount, too, of classic stuff, uh, White Stripe stuff, some raconteur stuff, solo stuff. That's kind of what he's done in the past. Right. And and that's what we always kind of hope for. I mean, I have to say, when you're of that level of having hits, if you don't play Seven Nation Army, do you have a potential of people walking out of the show saying, "I'm not buying that ticket again"? Yeah, absolutely. And it, he's a, he's still a crowd pleaser in 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 many ways. I remember when he played the rave a few years ago. He actually invited a fan onto the stage yep. and like did a song with her, and that was a really kind of cool moment. Um, and he was really, in, I mean, he's just such an, this album is, this album might also be his most intense album. He's just, it seems kind of like on the verge of like a breakdown almost at times, this album. And that's kind of what it felt like at that show. And it gave us a certain energy and kind of intensity to that show. He almost came off like a mad conductor. He was like screaming at the sound guys off the stage, kind of, je- you know, uh, pointing to all different sorts of band members. He was in the moment still, still rocking, but still like 
his mind was going everywhere at once. It was really I, I, Lauren Hill did something similar where it was like I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, he's in the he's doing some incredible music, and it's stunning to see how good he is. But at the same time, while being so good, he's his ear is still tuned into like like the keyboardist, like you know, to the to the, the second back, keyboardist, the second keyboardist <laughs> in the back corner, and to the sound guy. And it's just amazing how his mind works, and it's fascinating to see it kind of manifest like that in a, in a live situation like that. It's I think this will be a really interesting show, especially now with this new album. There's a thin line between genius and insanity, and don't bring your phone to the show. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously, Piet, do not bring your phone to the Jack White concert because he won't let you use it. Yeah, so here's the story here. Um, there's a company called Yonder, and Yonder has been providing um, pouches essentially to create phone-free experiences. They do this at schools, they do this at courtrooms. Um, they kind of got a lot of attention and they got their start really doing this at, at shows. Yes. Um, they work with like 300 different performers, uh, some big names like Childish Gambino's mm-hmm. used Yonder. Um, they've People who have gone to see Dave Chappelle in Milwaukee yes. or they saw Chris Rock tour yeah, last yeah, yeah. year, they know what Yonder is. You basically go in, you give your phone to someone. It's a coat check for your phone. It's a coat check for your phone. Um, they put it in a pouch it's locked in the pouch. Mm-hmm. You cannot get into it. You can't get into the pouch while you're watching the show. When you leave the uh, auditorium, you can get the pouch unlocked, get your phone out there. So basically, you just won't have access to it during the show at all. You can step out and, you know, you can hear it buzzing or whatever. And you can, in the middle of the show, kind of excuse yourself and go to it there. But there's no access to phones. You can't have a phone out at all during the shows because of these these pouches. And this is a step beyond last time Jack White was in town. I mean, I remember when he played at the Eagles Club last time, there was this almost like it was like an old renaissance theater show it was like hear ye hear ye ladies and gentlemen and a guy came out with a top hat to introduce the jack white concert and he introduced the photographer and he said she will be taking great photos tonight you can download those photos when the show is done you can share those photos with your friends they're totally royalty free for you to use on your personal profiles but please don't take your phones out now and it was more of a a polite respectful gesture than it was an actual locking of your device yeah and it worked pretty well at that last show i i saw one guy I take out a phone kind of later in the show. I actually saw someone in the sound booth ball up a piece of paper and throw it at the guy's head. <laughs> the guy put his phone in his pocket and it worked. Yeah. It did work really well. So that's what he did on his last tour. Mm-hmm. For this tour, he's actually the first musical artist who is using Yonder on a full tour. So it's been used at like for comedy tours yes. like Chris Rock. It's been used at individual shows. But for a full na- national tour, he's the first one to do it. Milwaukee's one of the first states on that tour. Yep. So this will be one of the first tour dates uh, for musical artists to use Yonder. At the same time, Yonder is getting more popular. The, um, according to the company, and I've done a story on this for jsonline.com, uh, Yonder's revenues increased like four times just in the last wow. year. Wow. Their staff sizes increased three times in just the last year. Um, so this is something that's getting more interest. Um, the Pap Cedar Group has a show they might do this summer that might use Yonder. They want to use Yonder if, it, if they get the date. Yeah. Um, this is something we'll see more and more of. So it begs the question... Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I'm going to throw my opinion out there. I think it's great. I think the device has become one of the most just offensive parts of contemporary American culture. I know it's not necessarily saying it's not bad in other parts of the world too but like it's just downright obnoxious at this point in time and I was at the Bucks game not too long ago uh, the final game at the BMO Harris Bradley Center and I was watching people in the stands not even watching the game 
And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? I mean, if you got your tickets for $100 or you got them for free from your friend, you're watching people at the pinnacle of their talent level. This is NBA basketball. There's, these are the best in, in the nation. These guys are playing against each other. And you're on Twitter? Yeah. And even if you're sharing something about the game, you're not engaged in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I try to turn it around and think of for the perspective of performers. Performers are putting their life's work, Jack White's entire life, has built up to him being as talented as he is. If we can't respect that, and we're being asked to pay three and four figures sometimes in as far as how much we need to come out of our pocket to go see that level of talent, I think we should respect it. I think we should, just like you would in a theater performance, uh, and by that I mean a, a play or a musical, you would put your phone away. In a classroom, you'd put your phone away. In a live concert, I think you should put your phone away. Mm-hmm. And I think people, unfortunately, sometimes act like children and they need to be told what to do and held accountable for it by some other third party. Yonder is that third party. (laughs) I hear you. I think you make some really good points. I think you do. Absolutely. All right. Um, But but (laughs) in my opinion, I would say that I think it's a little too much. I don't think that's going to stop the Yonder train from going and going and going and picking up steam and this idea of picking up steam. Uh, I, too, get really annoyed seeing people with their phones out at shows. But I think, you know, from my perspective, I think it's it's a little bit too far because, you know, as a as a showgoer, you're paying money, a lot of money in a lot of ways to go to these shows to to see an artist. And I think it's just a little absurd that you have to pay money to see a show and then you also have not have access to your phone. I think for, for the public, I think it can create some sense of anxiety too that you don't have access to that phone especially if you're a parent and you have kids and you want to be able to check in with your kids and you want them to be able to get in touch with you at all times I know my wife would never want to go to a show like that because of this idea that her phone she wouldn't have access to her phone I think it make her extremely nervous I think what Jack White did at the last tour was mm-hmm. a really good way to do it so you're uh, saying a social expectation as opposed to an enforced expectation is probably a better way to go that's my personal okay. opinion all right. yeah because at, at that last Jack White show they had a big announcement in advance please keep the phones yep. away people were very respectful of it in general uh and it worked out okay and uh, you know and like bob dylan uh he played the riverside a few years ago yep. they had the same sort of situation uh there were ushers that were kind of keeping tabs on things yep. people generally were pretty respectful of that and um i i think it's i think it's maybe going a little bit too far to have this idea of locking your phone away you, you know you spend a lot of money to be able to go to a show and you should be comfortable too. I think some fans might be comfortable with not having their phone to them, but phones are really, they're almost like another body part. And especially if you have like a kid that you need to, to kind of keep tabs on, I think it makes sense to have that access. At the same time too, uh, this could launch a whole other debate. If Yonder was enforced yeah. at that Hannibal Burris show a few years ago yes. where he talked about Bill Cosby. Yes. No one would have filmed that. That wouldn't necessarily have had the, the same sort of social impact. But is that right? a good thing or a bad thing? And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, no one w- had a phone out during the Watergate scandal. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? And how yeah. long did it take us as a society to get down to the nitty gritty of actually what happened? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a right. fact. And also going to your comment about my parents went to a lot of concerts when I was a kid because my dad was a musician. Yeah. And my mom had to go to the payphone if she wanted to check out with the babysitter to yeah. see if I was throwing up or not. I hear you. I hear that's the way. <laughs> I hear that was the way that it was. I mean, just but, saying. But the times, the times have changed. Yeah. And but have uh, they changed for the better? Is the question. Well, I don't know. And, that's, and we could talk about this all <laughs> day long. Time, only time will tell. Right? Only time will tell. I mean, 
I, I am all in favor of an artist being comfortable. I'm all in favor of an audience trying to be comfortable too. Uh, but, uh, you know, ultimately the audiences are paying for this opportunity to do that. Yep. Um, I think it's, you know, if, if audience members are generally, and it, it would have to kind of boil down to, I guess, serving them or something. Right. But if they're uncomfortable with the idea of not having access to their phone, uh, I think that could be an issue. I mean, some audiences might be totally in favor of that. But, uh, you know, I think this the, the social giving the heads up on this and, and encouraging people not to do it, having some ushers kind of keep tabs on things. I think that might be the best of both worlds where mm. an artist might be more comfortable because mm-hmm. they can have an environment that's respectful to them. Yep. The audience understands, hey, I really shouldn't do this. Right. And uh, But at the same time, they still have access to their phone. They can still check in with family members. They could still do a little tiny little video if they yeah. have to at the end, you know? Or maybe there's a moment in the show where the audience is like, okay, film this song. Film this and, song. Yeah, film right. this song and that's it at the very end, you know? Go crazy. And I mean, I ultimately, I, I do try to follow the golden rule and I want to be treated, you know, treating others the way I want to be treated and yep. I want to respect people. So I do agree with you on that statement, but I think there's a little bit of a technical issue in the sense that you really can't usher a standing room like the Eagles Club. You really can't usher a venue like Summerfest. These theaters versus outdoor or standing room only spaces, it's a totally different dynamic at the end of the day. Um, this, If the artist chooses to enforce it, this is the ticket buyer's option is to not buy the ticket. And the sure. only thing I would say is my final question is, does the ticket buyer know this before he or she has purchased their ticket? Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know honestly how clear that was. I mean, exactly I, with with the Jack White thing. I think I think for some people, they'll know, and I'm sure that you know the the, the rave is trying to get the word out on things. Yep. Jack White's trying to get the word out, but I'm sure a lot of people will just have no clue. Yeah, and they'll they'll go in and be really kind of surprised by this sort of process. Um, so yeah, I you know we'll see kind of how it plays out. I you know I talked to for the story. I talked to people from the Paps group and with the with the Miller High Life Theater. They said things went pretty smoothly mm-hmm. in general. Um, but at the same time, I think the Jack White show at the rave went pretty smoothly when you didn't have to lock your phone away and not have right. access to your right. phone. Um, I mean, when I saw Dave Chappelle, it wasn't locked, but it was told. And I did see an usher flashlight a couple people one time or another when they had their phones out. And Dave even broke the fourth wall, you know, and said to people, hey, man, put that phone away. Yeah. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I mean, but we'll see how it goes. I think no matter what, I mean, people will continue to debate this and there'll never be a, a right or wrong answer, essentially. Correct. And uh, but. This is happening. I mean, I think Yonder's going to continue to grow, and it'll be interesting to see how audiences uh, respond to that. Well, we'd like to hear what you think. Of course, you can continue this conversation with us online at RadioMilwaukee.org. And that article is up now, right? Yeah, go to JSOnline.com slash music. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can just go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. See you next time. See you next time.